Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the podcast, 15 Alive, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host, Tito, and we are going to jump right into yet another Monday Motivation, Motivation Mondays, and today we're really going to be talking about the ability to not only change, but to follow your passion. And neither one is easy, FYI. But I will tell you, all of it is worth it. All of it's scary. All of it's rewarding. All of it is hard. And it never gets easier. Um, Because if it gets easier, it means you stopped moving, right? So let's jump into this. I've talked about this a, a couple of times but um, there was a, a time probably, uh, I don't know, five and a half, six years into my, my, my run in prison um, that I, I signed up for school. And when I say I signed up, I mean my parents paid $1,100, whatever it was, to get me into school. And, and I, wasn't, I wasn't ready. Um, and it was one of those things where um, I thought I was ready. And... In that, I I totally um, wasted my parents' money, right? And mind you, this goes for a lot of us. And I want you all to think, because some of you may have wasted time and money during this whole pandemic lockdown situation that we've been in. Uh, I'm 100% on board with people having side hustles. I am a self-proclaimed idiot because I know if I applied my mind to it, I'd be able to generate revenue in a side hustle, right? Um, I just choose not to. I, I focus on my actual job. I focus on this, which is literally me giving away my time to y'all and hoping that I can encourage or or talk someone off a ledge or get someone to jump off the ledge into something bigger and better, right? Or if nothing else, make someone feel better or feel that they're not alone. Like, that's my reward is knowing that every once in a while someone does reach out and and I feel like I'm not wasting my time, right? Um, but I could dedicate this time to a side hustle. Um, but but there's there's people that look for the quick and easy way, right? So you'll be watching a, a YouTube video on motivation and so next thing you know, 10 side hustle advertisements pop up telling you, you know, hey, it's so easy, drop shipping. Hey, it's so easy. You know, you you could sell on Teespring and, you know, you don't have to do anything. You pay someone on Etsy to do this and da, 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 da. and before you know it, you're signing up for a course. Now, let me tell you, signing up for an online course or some kind of um, tool or, or training that will help you do something that you want to do, that is not wrong. Okay, let me tell you, that's not wrong. Maybe if you're signing up for the stuff that's advertised on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, maybe that's wrong. Because those people are are the hook, line, and sinker people is what I like to call them. And, And the reason being is 
they market to specifically people looking for either motivation or get rich quick type videos or, or streams or whatever. So they they catch your attention because they're giving you something for free, quote unquote, and then sign up for my class and I can totally show you I'm only doing this for the next hundred people. And you're like, oh shit, I don't I might be ninety nine right now. I better just sign up. Hey, it's only fifty bucks. And Tito even said, you know, investing in yourself is okay, so I'm gonna invest fifty bucks. Now don't get me wrong, if you pay fifty bucks to figure out that you're a dumbass and you shouldn't have signed up for it and next time you're really gonna do your research first, cool. Might be a good fifty bucks invested even though you lost it, right? Um on the flip side, anyone that's telling you they're only going to do it for the next 10 minutes or, you know, you, you only there's only so many spots, and I think it's comical because then you'll start seeing the same damn video, right, over and over again, and they're like, yeah, we only have 100 spots, sign up quick, and you're like, man, you said that three months ago, you're still saying it. Well, good for you, you didn't bite three months ago, right? Needless to say, anyone who's offering you something quality-wise, in my opinion, and this isn't always right, but in my opinion, it'll be there later, right? Or they might really only have so many spots because they're the only ones doing it. But I'll tell you right now, all this crap they, they're they selling you is all pre-recorded and shit. So these people literally, when they tell you you can be a millionaire without doing anything, you're making money in your sleep, is because that's what they're doing. They're selling you a bunch of stuff they recorded. Now, don't get me wrong. They probably put tens of hundreds, maybe even a thousand hours into putting together this curriculum for you. But after that, they're not talking to you. They're not calling you up, checking on you. They don't care whether you make money or not later on. They just wanted your money. And it comes down to those things where they tell you, you know, if you make $100 a day, this is what you make in a year. If you make $1,000 a day, this is what you make in a year. And then they start breaking it down. If you really want to be a millionaire, you just have to sell X amount of products at 50 bucks a pop each month and you're a millionaire. You know, and that can be a subscription. That can be a product, whatever, right? Okay, so back to this. So I wasted my parents' money because I wasn't willing to do the work. And so when we talk about um, chasing your passion and and creating a change, a positive change, right, in your life, uh, I saw something recently that I want to go over because, um, hell, I'm even doing it at work with my team. So what that is... It's the emotional cycles of change. And these emotional cycles of change, um, listen to this and then tell me, like, does it make sense? And are you currently somewhere on this cycle, in these cycles, in something that you might be doing yourself? So it starts off with uninformed optimism, right? Uninformed optimism, basically, you don't really know everything there is to know. But you're optimistic. Something sounds good. Kind of like that that hook, line, and sinker ad, right? Like, hey, you can do this. It's easy. Cost zero dollars or a hundred bucks, and you know, blah, blah. so you get excited. You're like, hell yeah, I can do that because I'm smart. I, you know, I like selling crap on eBay or whatever it may be, right? Then the next phase is called informed pessimism, and this is where you start thinking, damn. You know, this is this is harder than I thought. You know, I just I bought the thing, but now it, it's hard. Like, holy crap! Informed pessimism. Now you're you're really getting what it means to 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 do this thing right or get this thing done, 
and and now you're not all gung ho about it. Now you're like, shit, I don't know, I don't know if I should have started this, or and damn, I already invested a hundred, a thousand bucks, two weeks of my time, whatever it may be, right? And and I'm gonna give you a hat trick on this in a little bit, but next is the valley of despair. Like literally, you've gone through the uninformed optimism where you're pumped up. You've gone through the um informed pessimism where now you're kind of stressed out and you're realizing you might be in over your head or you're feeling like you're in over your head because you know more so now you move on to this valley of despair right now the valley of despair comes regardless right in in the course of the change and everything else that you got going on whatever you're working on you're going to get to that point where where you're struggling where you're feeling it right where you you just kind of like damn, I just want to give up. And this is where so many people do just that, right? So whether you're trying uh, um, to to move a project along or whether you're trying to do a change in your life, all this stuff revolves around choices and change, right? I don't care if they're big or small, but the, the these cycles, these emotional cycles, we all go through them on so many different levels. The difference is, is we fall into the pit of complacency or our quote-unquote happy comfort zone place, right? Where we will continue to do the same thing because we're used to it, we know what it takes, we've done what it takes, and we're we're able to get our mind to wrap around being content with the same outcome over and over again. But then we bitch and, and come up with 28 excuses of why we can't be bigger or better than we are because we're not willing to make it through the valley of despair. So valley despair, you quit and then you go back to to the first one, which is the optimistic, but you don't really know what's going on, right? Uninformed optimism about something else that you might start. Freaking New Year's resolutions are the king or queen of the uninformed optimism. Oh, it's a new year. And because it's 2021 and not 2020, I can do everything because a new year means something. It doesn't mean shit. Get the freaking frag out of here. If you think New Year's is a great time to, to state some resolution, get off of your freaking baby horse and grow the hell up. You can make a change right now. While you're listening to this, commit to something and go out and freaking do it. Stop being a lazy bitch. Excuse my language, but someone needs to slap your ass and get you back to reality. So anyway, haha, gotta love me, right? What comes after the valley of despair? If you can push through that, if you can slay that dragon, if you can say, I'm not going to give up. Damn it, I started this. I'm going to try and finish it no matter what, right? Then you'll get to the next state, which is informed optimism. Now you know what's going on. You know all the crap you had to go through to get as far as you did. But now you're optimistic because you're like, you know what? I've been putting up with this crap. I can do it. And I'm going to relate this back to what I usually do, which is if you're working on weight loss or weight gain, if you're trying to build up muscle and all that, think about the different phases you go through, right? You have that uninformed optimism because Nutrisystem, Weight Watchers, whatever the hell, 20 different apps or wristbands that tell you if you do this, you do that, you're going to lose weight. Or you, once again, you look up some exercise routine on YouTube or something, you get hit with the 28 videos. I know I have, 
right, that tell you, oh, if you buy my program or if you follow me or if you go to this website, I'll give you a free PDF. And then after that, they're like, sign up, though, and I'll, I'll give you the what you really need, which is catered specifically to your body, right? Does any of this crap sound familiar? Like, seriously, right? That's why when I tell people my advice, I always go, hey, I'm, I'm going to let you know some stuff that works for me, and maybe I've seen it work in other people, but at the end of the day, you need to, you need to figure out what's going to work for you because we're all freaking unique, right? So anyway, back to the whole weight loss thing, right? You have that uninformed optimism to start with, right? You're pumped up. Yeah, I can do this. You know, I walked 2,000 steps yesterday. I can do 6,000 a day. No problem, right? Then you realize it takes time and it breaks up what you were used to doing. Or you're tracking calories and you realize how many calories are in that damn Wendy's Baconator cheeseburger, right? And you're like, holy crap, literally all the calories I can eat in a day are in what I've been eating for lunch. No wonder I'm a fat fuck, right? So there's so many freaking things. And I'm kind of telling you from my own experience too, right? And then you're like, damn, now it's informed pessimism right you're sitting there going shit maybe i can't do this like i i don't want to not be happy right and all this fat ass food makes me happy right so you go through this battle within yourself you go through this battle because you're probably hanging around other people that do similar things right whatever that may be it could be freaking starbucks two or three times a day right you're trying to save money and also trying to watch your weight you realize that every venti freaking triple mocha froca polka latte frappuccino has like freaking 800 calories in it. and you're like damn i'm fat and i'm broke for the same damn reason right anyway you tie all that in boom you're in the valley of despair you're like i'm not happy this crap is hard I don't want to do it anymore. I was so much happier when I was fat and broke. And you just stick with it. You you bail out. Where do you go? Right back to the uninformed optimism. You're right back to the start of the curve, right? And once again, you probably lost a number of things, right? So in that example, you lost time because whether you dedicated a week, two weeks, a month, two months, to making an attempt at that program you lost and if you paid any money in an app or in a gym membership or whatever it may be you lost that money right or maybe in healthy food that people say is more expensive than in unhealthy food which is a lot of times true right so you've lost time and money time and money and and we all know time is worth a hell of a lot more money than money is right so here you go back or you break through that valley of despair and you're like you know what as much as this has been a pain in my ass as much as i hate it i'm starting to see a little bit of results and those results look and feel good right now take it away from weight loss right it could be about getting better grades in school maybe you study an extra hour a week and you don't really see a huge increase on test scores for the first week month but after two or three months you see a gradual stepping up and you're getting better at the studying because now you dedicate every day between five and six, you're dedicating that to studying, right? And you start seeing it. So as much as it's a pain, you understand it's a pain, but you, you're seeing the rewards. So you stick with it. Now you're on the informed optimism. This is hard. It sucks a lot of times, but it's worth it. 
And then success is the next one. Now, I will say this. On this curve, right, um, success is the end. And to me, success, when you hit it, whatever that is, right, you're, you're talking about schoolwork. Maybe you're a C student. You want to get to a B, B-plus student. You know, so when you get to that B, B-plus, you're probably going to reset the goal and say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go for A-minus. And then an A, and then I, I want to hit my first A plus, right? But you keep resetting and starting over, right? Changing things up, throwing variables into it. So my weight loss thing started at 242 pounds, I guess about four months ago now, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, um, and I'm at 203 on the scale because I started using a scale at work so I'm kind of sticking to that scale and wearing the same kind of clothes each time and I'm at 203 so I'm and my goal was 200 so I'm literally three pounds away and I'm gonna tell you right now I've been stuck in between 203 and 206 for a good month and a half (laughs) I'll go up and down up and down and but I haven't gone below 203 on the work scale but I also haven't gone over 206 um, my scale at home when I'm just in, you know, my pajamas and stuff, I, I've gone as low as 196, but usually I hover right at 200. So I need to burn off three to five more pounds and keep it off, but it's hard because, and I've said this before too, um, I have not given up the sweets and the ice cream and stuff. Like I eat something sweet or sugary every freaking day, but I know that's part of my new cycle that I need to introduce now and now try to finish the one I'm on. I need to just start a new one where I start limiting uh, my sugar intake. Um, But mind you, I work out. Um, And I was working out a lot harder at the beginning because I was still eating anything and everything I wanted. Now I limit a lot of the stuff that I eat. Like I said, I still eat sweets and stuff, but I've limited a lot of the other stuff and it's worked thus far. Not to mention I can do a lot more in the gym and and running and everything else. that I couldn't do before. Uh, when I was still in Houston over three years ago, I started trying to do a nine-minute mile because at the time they had that ad going around saying, if you're over 40, you can do a nine-minute mile. You can get like half a million dollars worth of life insurance for like 50 bucks a month. And I was like, oh, sh- I'll do that, right? The best I got in Houston was, I think, 10 and a half minutes or 11 minutes I got down, and that was hard. Well, I hit just above eight minutes the other day on the treadmill of course they don't have that anymore because of covid now they don't want to give out cheap life insurance but i feel good that i I hit a goal that i set a long time ago and i never never got to so that was nice but my point with all this is many of us have made it to the other side of uh the valley of despair some of us have hit that success, you know, um, and some some of those successes are stretch goals where other people set smaller ones. So it's not as hard to get around that curve and get over to it. But in talking about um, these cycles with um, somebody at work, they brought up a good point And I told them I 100 percent agree with them. And that's why I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek. And he has the whole start with why and the golden circle. And I 100% think that when you're going through these cycles, make sure that before you even embark on it, the success, right, that's at the end of it, the thing that will either help you get through the valley of despair or totally allow you to quit, 
you got to start with why. So your success has to make sense, has to be in alignment with your passion, right? So like for me, the losing weight before it was just, I just wanted to lose weight. Now it, it wraps around my daughter who's not even five years old yet. I'm 48, you know, do the math. By the time she's 18, you know, I'm pushing senior citizen status and I want to be around when she's in college not to mention when she's in high school i don't want to be like with a walker and not able to keep up with her and you know i, I like even now at at almost five she runs around a lot and i i, I like that i can outrun her and everything <laughs> um but that's my why and what what better why right um, don't get me wrong. There, there's my, my selfish or personal reasons. You know, I just want to be in good health and I want to be able to do other things and all that. But we, we, we have to link that success with something that matters to us. It doesn't have to matter to anyone else. Right. So that will be harder if you're doing something for work per se. Right. But find a reason why you're doing it at work that motivates you. And then make sure that when you're doing the uninformed optimism, informed pessimism, you're battling with the valley of despair, and then you make it over to, you know, informed optimism, that that why, that why is what drives you. And it'll make things so much easier. I'm not going to say that it won't be difficult. Like, I'm about to go hit the gym as soon as I wrap this up and post it. I'm going to the gym because I've been a fat ass. I didn't do any kind of exercise yesterday outside of getting, like, 8,000 steps in. Um, and, yes, I, I have become a fanatic about I have to get the steps in. So even on a day where I, quote, unquote, take the day off, I will make sure I do stuff where I walk around all day. So I, I don't have any days that are under 6,000 steps. Most of my days round out somewhere in between 11 and 16 or 17,000 steps because I jog and stuff like that. So find those little things that will keep you at least a little bit active. And I got this little halo thing. If you guys check out my YouTube and all the other channels and stuff, uh, I'm doing a review on it, this halo from Amazon. Pretty cool. It gives you really good uh, stuff. They don't pay me or anything. I just I think, I think it's a cool little extra tracker that i've been using that that kind of keeps me on my toes with my health and not sitting around because it'll take points off and all this good stuff anyway so today was all about chasing your passion and being able to to change right and i'm hoping that in this in this discussion about the emotional cycles of change um uh, I was able to kind of scrape the surface on maybe some things that might have been barriers or holding you back from getting stuff done. Maybe another way of analyzing yourself before you quit. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I just think that we waste so much time and money and effort um, and then we end up on our deathbeds going if only I had more time. And the reality is we had the time. We just were cowards and wimps that didn't push through the hard times. So push through it. You can freaking do it. 
Get the hell up and go do it right now. Man, turn this crap off. Go do what you got to do right now. I love you. Be safe. And I'm about to throw an outtake on the end of this because I think it's freaking hilarious. It's my wife. Haha. <laughs> Stito, love you. So, hey, here's a, a very short, quick blooper reel. So, I was uh, in the bedroom recording this podcast, and uh, my wife um, came in not knowing I was recording the podcast. And this is a real short clip of what happened. I hope it makes you chuckle. Love y'all. Have a great day and week. And if you don't listen to any more of these podcasts, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. You're in over your head because now you know more, right? Uh.